Time for a Bruins postgame podcast here at WEEI.com. Ken Laird and DJ Bean. Well, we wonder, DJ, when they hit the road, what would give? They're good on the road. They're bad against the West. So far against the bad Western teams, 2-0, and a 4-2 win, and Brad Marchand keeps scoring. Yeah, and I mean, they they kind of, I don't want to say strategically, but I mean, they, they things were kind of stacked this way for this to be the game in the back-to-backs they lose, right? No Bergeron. You start Gustafson. You figure with, with Bergeron day-to-day, maybe he's back tomorrow, and tomorrow's the game that really you put all your eggs in that basket. So for them to come out of this one with a win, and I know that the Wild are in something of a, of a bad way right now, that would be an understatement, actually. Um, I think that this is one of the bigger wins of the season for them because you know, we talked about what this road trip would mean and what it would mean if they were to fall off in this road trip. Right now, they're, they got four points in, in two games. Not much more you can ask for. And heading into tomorrow, they, they got a team who now they can try to gain a little separation from them in the standings with a win. Marchand's fourth shorthanded goal of the year. And I know you got a piece at WEI.com here uh, in short order about Marshy money and coming soon. But uh, he's on pace for 42. I, I mean, he's not going to get 42, I don't think. But still, without Bergeron in the lineup tonight, you know, Spooner bumps up and he just keeps rolling. He finds a way to find the back of the net. Right. And I mean, conservatively, uh, conservatively speaking, uh, I looked at the, his scoring pace of the, the last three years entering this season, which I think is .32 goals a game. So even if you were to estimate conservatively, with him staying in the lineup, you would hope and not getting injured or getting suspended, he's still going to score at least, and again, this is very conservative, at least nine more goals the rest of the season. So even if he does just that, which would be him slowing down a ton, he's going to score 35, 36, 37, 38, probably closer to 40 goals this season. And that puts him in a class that it gets money, <laughs> and he's. Uh, I mean, we've always kind of considered him the thirty-goal scorer who who had never scored thirty goals before. And, and once he gets there, which I mean could be tomorrow, uh, he's going to put himself in another echelon that will allow him to really start making some big money once his next deal starts in a couple of years. So yeah, he's doing himself. A lot of favors right now. I mean, what what are you going to put the dollar figure at? I think we were talking seven million per before, but uh, God, you know, Bobby Ryan's making that money. He's he's making a case for eight or nine, isn't he? Well, I looked at um, I looked at some comps for him, and really, there aren't really a lot of wings who have had the seasons that he's had. They've they've really either been far better, like like Ovechkin, or far worse. Um, so really, the best comp I found for him, honestly, and I know it's slightly apples and oranges because he plays center, is Ryan Kessler. And he's making the same AAV as Bergeron's making right now, but he got it. His deal starts when he's 32. Marshans is going to start when he's 29. So uh, accounting for the cap going up and calculating it by percentage of cap rather than cap hit, He's easily, easily looking at $7 million, as you suggested, probably a little bit more than that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like a no-brainer, and they'll get no it brainer. done. Yeah. And you do it this summer, like you did with Bergeron a couple of years ago, which is you give it to him before he enters that contract year, because as we saw with Bergeron, after he signed his deal, he put up another 30-goal, 60-point season. Who knows how much that would have driven his price up. I mean, Bergeron 
apparently was in a very charitable mood when he signed that contract because he's got one of the the more team-friendly deals in the NHL. So, I mean, yeah, uh, I do it this summer if I'm the Bruins. As soon as July comes and you're eligible to give him that extension, that's when I do it if I'm the Bruins. In the 4-2 win today, Claude Julian picks up his 500th win as a coach and Louis Erickson his 200th goal in the National Hockey League. Which impresses you more? Uh, I wouldn't say that either one impressed me or shocked me. I mean, Julian was going to get those wins somewhere. Um, I know that we were all kind of holding our breath on whether or not he'd be back this season. I thought it was the right move to retain him. And really, uh, I know that a lot of people don't want Kevin Miller in the lineup. They want to see the kids play more. But the Bruins want to win games and... Claude Julian is the best man for the job in that regard because, I mean, really, he's never been a struggling, bad, losing coach. Uh, I, I didn't think the possibility was there for things to completely fall apart if Julian was there, which that was that was both a good thing and a bad thing because for people who didn't know what this team was going to be, maybe you wanted them to to not tank but underperform, get a high draft pick, and really start to rebuild, but. Julian was always going to keep them in the race, and that, that's what he's done at this point. I mean, he's uh, he's tied with Toe Blake, so I mean, he's getting in the top twenty all time territory. And uh, mm-hmm. just why you're right. I mean, watching the way he's had to balance this year, the rebuild on the fly, it's maybe tougher on him than anybody to try to win games, which is his job. I've been uh, super impressed with what he's done. Uh, you know, in terms of Louie, you know, he uh, that's a nice goal. I thought it was a nice play by Hayes actually in the D zone to kind of spark it. And, uh, you know, it's been a, a decent combination, I guess, but between uh, Hayes and actually uh, was Spooner happened to be out there on the line at the time. Yeah, Kipine yeah. started, but it was Spooner there. Yeah, and I mean, I joked before the game that um, if if that line with Kipine and Hayes did anything, then that was your proof that Louis Erickson deserves $100 million <laughs> a year because because both of those guys, are uh, Hayes and Kipine, are susceptible to, to these spells of, of really ineffectiveness and as you mentioned, although they were caught in a line change or something that, that had Spooner out there with them, Erickson made those guys better, and I mean, that, that's always been what Erickson does. I know that, that people look at the raw numbers, and they're very good, but they're not outstanding, so you think, okay, maybe this guy's just kind of floating around out there. That is not what Erickson does. I mean, he drives possession, he drives play, and he really, whatever line you put him on will be a good line because he's on it. All right, tomorrow, uh, back-to-back, as you mentioned, the uh, Red Wings sitting there waiting for the Bruins. This is their lone division game here until Tampa now, right before the trade deadline, and uh, they're in second place. The Bruins, Red Wings right behind them, four points back of first. It's a big game tomorrow. It's a huge one because, I mean, this, this trip is determining what's going to happen with these guys. There's no way they could sell if they're knocking on first place's door, right? If if they if they're two points behind Florida, who we can both agree is I mean they're a nice little team there, but that's fool's gold. Those those guys aren't ready for for the big time. If they're if the Bruins are knocking on those guys' door, then there's no way you could you could start trading off these big pieces. Now I'm of the mind they should do one or the other. I wouldn't be upset if they ended up selling, uh, but I would certainly be perplexed if they did so when they were that close to, to the top of the division. Maybe they'll try to just uh, have their cake and eat it too. Bank points, as we talked about, 
get first place, get as get as big of a cushion as you can, and they'll sell anyway. Just just hope Vetrano gets them home. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't think this team is going anywhere this season, but that would that that would be a, a really tough sell for for Bruins fans. Although you know what, most Bruins fans I I talk to and hear from, they want Erickson gone. So. Who knows? Yeah, and maybe you just you lower expectations. You take the heat short term, and if they happen to get in, it's kind of like a team you can rally behind. You know, it's the kids uh, who nobody expected again that that theme they had at the All Star break. Nobody expected us. People were writing us off. Let's uh, let's show them anyway. Yeah, you know that that would that would cement. And I guess we saw it a couple times over the summer with with some deals that maybe we thought were stupid. But that but if if they were to do that, that would cement that that Don Sweeney's got some got some brass ones uh, with the, the chances and the, the bold moves that he's going to make. Don't miss Sunday Skate with DJ Bean. Two big Don't hours tomorrow. Don't miss it. It's, <laughs> it. It is. Oh, how could you just... Or if it, you do miss it, listen on the podcast. Yeah, I would... You know what? If this is going to be... I'm going to get fired because now I'm telling people not go to WWE.com. If you don't listen live... I don't even want your listen. Don't D- go DJ, back. DJ, this listen is on a podcast, podcast only that we're doing here, so you, you've got to. <laughs> that is true. You can't diminish podcasts on the podcast. That's true. Okay, listen to Sunday Skate, and then after, invite some pals over and listen again. Let's see ya. Have a good one. That's DJ Bean. I'm Ken Laird. We're brought to you by AT and T.